Welcome to the Pajama Podcast. Today's tells for tomorrow's talents. For everyone from six years old and above. Beauty and the Beast Retold. Read by Tony Garn. Once upon a time, long ago, a father lived with his young daughter in a distant land. A shrewd merchant, he worked tirelessly to bring good favor and some riches to the pair. In recent years, though, his fortune had been far from kind. Now penniless and destitute, watching his daughter playing among the dancing shadows of the summer sun, he felt a pang of fear. Unless he could turn their fortunes around, the end of their joy could well be drawing near. The tragic death of his late wife, many moons ago, had cast a long shadow over the household. A fabulous inventor with a knack for creating and a heart full of gold, her dreams ranged from strange candles to creating curious inventions. Yet now, looking out from his window, the father shuddered. In the distance, he could still make out the scarred earth from that faithful winter's day, when a ferocious crack echoed across the mountains and a blaze of fire engulfed her workshop. It took three days and three nights for the flames to settle. When they eventually searched through the charred remains, neither his wife nor her associate could be found. Growing up, his daughter Ayla longed to follow in her mother's footsteps. Sitting with her father night after night, she learned of her mother's pursuit of everlasting light. Her chamber resembled less of a bedroom and more of a workshop, teeming with tools and plastered with plans. Day by day, she learned her craft, tightening tables and chiseling chairs, strengthening steps and weaving wires. Each night, her father would find her sprawled out by the fireplace, swimming in a sea of scribbles and sketches as she tried to create her mother's final and fateful invention. Holding her tight, he would scoop her up and return her to bed, whispering, Sleep tight, my dear. One day, I'm sure your grand plans will be dreams no more. Deep down, though, he worried if that were true. He had no money to spare and bills piled high. He wondered if he should encourage such daring dreams, knowing only too well the tragic downfall they could bring. It was market day and Ayla rode to town by her father's side. As they approached, her eyes feasted on the streets, brimming with bustling booths and traders scampered between spindly stalls. Each month, her father scrimped and saved to buy her a little something for her latest invention. Yet, as they drew closer, he turned to her. My dear, my love for you knows no bounds, but I have only a handful of golden crowns. It pains me to say, but I fear there is nothing here that I can spare for your latest invention. Ayla took his hand. Father, fear not. I understand. I shall wander the streets and browse the stalls. We cannot spend more than our pennies allow. Ayla smiled once more, and heeding her father's caution to stay safe, delved deep into the market square. Enormous emporiums and cavernous counters teemed with treasure and glistened with gems. Ducking and diving through swinging arms and gangly legs, Ayla wandered from stall to stall, amazed at the eclectic mix of people and products on display. Eventually, as the sun slipped away and shadows stretched across the square, she found herself standing at the far corner. A solitary shop stood alone, curtains drawn tight behind boarded windows. Be careful, an old man muttered as Ayla approached. Just know, you may discover more in there than you care for. Whatever could he mean, Ayla thought to herself. 
She paused for a moment. For all her misgivings, her natural curiosity stirred. She took a deep breath, turned the handle, and stepped inside. The shop was dark and musty. A handful of candles flickered faintly over shelves, littered with loose letters and dusty documents. Hello? Nothing. Ayla called out once more. Again, there was no response. As she scanned around, Ayla took in a room caked in dust. Books teetered on stained shelves, wires wrapped around rickety tables, letters sprawled across creaking cabinets. Taking a candle in her hand, she walked to a pile of books and ran her fingers across their spines. Many moons must have passed since their last touch, she thought, her curiosity now joined by a slight unease. Setting the candle aside, she brushed the dust from their covers. The magic of light, the everlasting candle. Why, what could this be? Ayla thought to herself. Flicking gently through the pages, she gasped. They were covered in detailed drawings of intricate inventions. She had never seen their like before. Why such ideas belong to the realm of magic, not science? Yet as her fingers glided from text to text, here they were. Grand guides and pioneering plans to a better future. A door creaked in the distance. Ayla jumped. The owner must be back. She scrambled around, gathering the books together hurriedly before shoving them back in their place. Footsteps echoed closer. Glancing down, Ayla saw a scrap of parchment laying on the floor. There was no time to return it and no space to hide. She grabbed it just as the footsteps stopped. Hello? Ayla called out nervously. What brings you here? A gruff voice replied through the gloom. Ayla squinted and could just about make out a figure standing behind a desk at the back of the room. I, I just saw, I happened, I happened across your store and wanted to. Happened, eh? The voice growled. No one comes here by accident. What are you, a thief? A vagabond? Another tormentor from years ago? What? No, I swear I speak the truth. My father is a merchant and let me wander the market stalls. I'm an inventor too, and I couldn't help but notice the titles on your shelves. I have dreamed of a world filled with everlasting light. The chair scrapped on the floor as the figure approached. Everlasting light? What would you know of it? Why, it's been years since I've heard those words. Ayla took a step back. The growling voice belonged to a towering man, a dark, bristling beard covered a face across with scars and his beetle black eyes looked her up and down though she had never been here before he seemed strangely familiar she broke the silence yes y yes everlasting light she paused to whom do i speak what do you know of this mystery the figure turned away those who seek everlasting light are forever doomed it's a journey of risk, with dangers great and unknown. A mighty invention, it comes at a great price. I shall not speak of it again, for fear yet more lives shall be lost. But sir, just imagine the power of good that everlasting light could do. No invention is without risk, no journey without threat. Please tell me more. I shall have no regrets. The figure looked back at Ayla, a tear in his eye. You know nothing of me. You know not what I am. My name is the Beast, and I'm a fool of a man. I know who you are, 
and have hurt you once more than you could imagine. I cannot do it again. Leave this place now and pretend you were never here. I wish you good luck, but I cannot do more. He opened the door and Ayla stepped out. Wait, she said, realizing that she was still holding the scrap of paper in her hand. But it was too late. The door had already slammed shut. With a sigh, Ayla stuffed it into her pocket before hurrying back through the lingering crowds to find her father. Over the coming weeks, the sense of enveloping gloom thickened around the house. With little success at the market, Ayla's father became withdrawn. Meals were sparser, plates were smaller, and the fireplace remained unlit. From her window, Ayla saw a succession of dark-clad visitors approach the house and nail letters into the door, which her father would hastily pull down and hide away. For her part, Ayla took to redrawing the intricate inventions and detailed diagrams from the mysterious store to the best of her recollection. Working tirelessly, she wrapped wires and cut copper as the best she could, but came no closer to crafting the elusive invention. One evening, exhausted by her latest futile efforts, Ayla bade her father goodnight and flopped under her bed, beating her pillow in frustration. She wanted nothing more than to help her father, and she knew that creating everlasting light could fix everything. Yet, the harder she tried, the further the solution seemed. Her mind heaving, Ayla turned on her side. Suddenly, she felt a slight crinkle in her pocket. Frowning, she reached inside. The paper from the shop. She had forgotten all about it. Lighting a small candle, she pulled it out and held it up. Squinting, she could just about make out a handful of words against the flickering flame. The everlasting candle, Ayla frowned. Her eyes wandered to the bottom of the page. The address was etched faintly at the bottom, west of the dark forest, the great castle. What could this be, Ayla thought to herself. She had lived here all her life, but had never heard of a great castle. What mysteries lay there? Could anyone there help her with her quest? She blew out the candle, tossing and turning, and tried to get to sleep. Yet her eyes remained wide open, her heart kept pounding, and her mind raced faster than ever. Ayla awoke to the sounds of sobbing downstairs. Her father, sitting by the fireplace, sat with his head in his hands. Father, cried Ayla, rushing over and wrapping him in warm embrace. Whatever's the matter? Oh, Ayla, he said, wiping a tear from his eye. I'm so sorry, I've let you down. Don't be foolish, father. You have never let me down. You have done more for me than you could possibly imagine. It's over, my love, he replied. Unless I repay the bank, the debt we owe, they shall take the house and everything we have. All our possessions shall be taken and sold. I can imagine no greater humiliation. Ayla watched on as he continued. I have a month to find something, but what use will that do? I have nothing to sell and no more markets to attend. I always promised to keep you from harm, but now I have filled your life with danger and worry. Ayla held him for a while, then turned to him and spoke. Father, you have always helped me in times of great strife. Now it is my turn to try. A month might just be enough time for me to invent something truly amazing. I can't do it here. I must sit out alone, but trust me, I can keep this house as our home. 
her father looked at her, his eyes glistening with tears, his face a mixture of pride, anxiousness, and fear. He nodded his head in despair and spoke with a soft voice. Very well, my dear. I pray what you say is true. I shall keep watch for you all day and all night. Wherever you go and whatever you do, I will wait right here for you. Ayla hugged him once more and prepared her horse by the barn door. She bade farewell and promised to return before riding out towards distant lands, the sun on her neck and a letter in her hand. It was a day's hard ride before Ayla reached the dark forest and a further few hours before she found an old path that wound its way through the whispering trees and rustling leaves. The path itself was long abandoned, the sun had long gone, yet Ayla kept going. Eventually, against the dark skies ahead, she could just make out the outline of a castle in the distance. She spurred her horse on and rode up to the crumbling walls before slipping off and approaching the rusty cast iron gates. Ayla edged closer and let out a gasp. The sign stood to the side, huge and vast. Enter at peril, great danger awaits. A beast, wild and feral, lies behind these gates. Ayla shuddered. She had been so certain hours ago, but now, with the moon looming overhead and the cold seeping through the branches, her confidence was fading fast. Ayla sighed. It was too dark to turn back now. She tied her horse up safely, slipped through a gap in the wall, and walked up to the castle doors. There, with the wind howling and rain beginning to fall, she raised her fist and knocked three times. After several minutes... Ayla heard a scraping of wood and a screeching of metal from behind the door. Eventually, it creaked back, and a pair of beetle-black eyes peered through a crack. What on earth are you doing here? The familiar gruff voice grunted in surprise. No one has visited here in years. It's you! Ayla cried in surprise, looking up at the shopkeeper she had seen at the market. I'm sorry, but I, I have nowhere else to go. Please, I need your help. Very well, Beast replied. I can promise little, but fetch your horse and come in. You'll catch it deathly cold out there. Relieved, Ayla fetched and stabled her horse before stepping through the wooden doors and into the castle. With a warm drink in her hand, she sat by the fire and told Beast her story. She spoke of her dreams for her future life and of her father's worries and the risk of losing their home. She spoke of her vision for everlasting light and how she needed to find something by the close of the month. Yet, as she spoke of her mother and her tragic demise, the beast raised his hand with tears in his eyes. Thank you so much for all you have shared, but I must tell you the truth. It is only fair. Believe it or not, you have met me before. I saw you once, just after you were born. I knew this moment would one day arrive, Beast growled softly. I worked with your mother when she was alive. And so Ayla sat and listened as the Beast spoke at length. She learned of her mother's great inventions and toil. The Beast's and her search for a candle that would provide everlasting light. She heard how together they pushed the boundaries of science until one fateful day and a terrible fire. Once the flames were calmed and word spread of the disaster, the beast knew he'd be endlessly abused. Since then, 
Ashamed, scarred, and desperate to hide, he locked himself away. As Beast finished his tale, Ayla squeezed his hand tight. Please don't think you were ever to blame. No inventor should ever feel this way. If people listened, as I did, they'd soon understand. You are no Beast, but rather a kind-hearted man. But Beast, can't you see? My mother's legacy could be solving this unknowable mystery. With only a month to save ourselves, her greatest invention is the only way. Ayla implored him. My whole life I've dreamed of working on something like this. Besides, this is an opportunity we can ill afford to ignore. Years ago, you both came so close to creating this everlasting light. Let's put our heads together and finally make it right. Beast looked at her and smiled. She really was her mother's child. For years I've tried to forget and hide. But what good has that done? You are right. If this works, it shall amaze. I will work with you, day and night. If we can create everlasting light, it will surely aid your father's plight. Ayla beamed, and together they set to work twisting cables and turning wires. Day turned to night, and nights turned to day, as they worked away tirelessly. At last, cried Ayla, setting down her trusty spanner for the final time. Her overalls stained with oil and dust, she wiped the suit from her face and caught her breath. A month was almost up. There was little more they could do. I think we're finally there, she cried. Mopping the sweat from her brow, she caught Beast's eye and smiled. I could never have done this without you. Leaning across the table, Ayla pushed a button. A low grumble rumbled as a whirring filled the air. Suddenly, the wire clicked and clacked, and the room was bathed in a brilliant white, brighter than the sunniest day and lighter than a thousand candles. Beast stood unmoved his eyes fixed on the metal coil before him. First silver, then glowing orange, and now fizzled and flung bright light all around. We did it! Ayla beamed, her eyes sparkling in the dazzling glow. Beast, we did it! The likes of this have never been seen before. The everlasting light. It will be the talk of the land forevermore. Why, Beast, what's wrong? Are you not excited? Ayla asked. We are on the eve of a truly momentous day. Again, there was no response. Instead, a heavy silence filled the room. Eventually, he spoke. Oh, Ayla, the everlasting candle is quite the invention. But are people ready for what it might do? We know too well it is fraught with risk. The land would forever change with endless light. Yet it may not spark joy and instead cause panic and alarm. But beast, Ayla replied, it's no longer a dream, it's a creation of wonder, not something to fear. I hope you are right, the beast murmured. Let's hope it's true. I hope it receives the reaction you desire. Ayla packed up the invention and prepared to go forth. Thank you, beast, for all you have done. I must reach home before the others arrive. Fear not, though, I shall soon return. Of your great courage, I promise many shall hear. Her heart beating fast, Ayla rode out of the beast's home, a solitary figure, but far from alone. She reached home before dawn, where a small crowd had begun to form. 
News of their eviction had traveled wide, and some had come searching for bargains at the resulting auction. Ayla, I'm sorry, there's nothing more to be done. Her father stood helplessly at the door. What news do you bring? Whether it's enough, I do not know. I think, however, I have something that might be able to help. The banker approached, a frown on his face. We gave you a month. Do you have what you owe? Is there anything of value, any ideas you can show us? I have something of interest, if you would like. It's an elusive invention, the answer to a lifelong mystery. The banker nodded as the crowd edged closer. Unnerved, Ayla stepped forth and set up her stand. Clearing her throat, her voice ran clear across the morning breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, gather one, gather all. The likes of this were once a dream until we created this amazing machine. Let your alarm become delight as I present to you the everlasting light. Ayla pressed the button and stepped back. A low rumble began, followed by a faint click and a clack. The light sprung forth brighter than any before. A gasp ran through the crowd, followed by a roar. Her father delighted, the audience the same. The crowd overjoyed and thundering their applause. They saluted this genius and demanded to know her name and how she had created such an incredible machine. Ada looked out and gasped quietly. A broad smile spread across her face, for standing there at the back were two beetle-black eyes above a bristling beard. Raising her hand, she hushed the crowd. No one person could discover this all on their own. Inventors work together and never alone. Three minds work to make this, one sadly deceased. My name is Ayla, and I made this with Beast. Thanks for listening. The Pyjama Podcast is brought to you by MyTeresa, the finest added in luxury fashion. Shop over 200 luxury brands at MyTeresa.com online.